Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video I'm bringing you guys a 10-team PPR mock draft for redraft. I am joined here with the Fantasy Couch as well as Mike Mattel from the Fantasy Couch. Now they're not in this video, they're just in the mock, so I'm not talking to them. I'm just listening to them in my ear talk about the mock draft. But the first pick of the draft was Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, followed by Saquon Barkley. So a very typical thing you are going to be seeing in a lot of these drafts is Christian McCaffrey go at the 101 followed by Saquon Barkley. To me, that's what I would do unless this is a two-quarterback league. That is my ideal landing spot here. And at three, I would personally go with Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see what falls. And that is Ezekiel Elliott. To me, that is the ideal big three first picks at the beginning of the draft. And then you're going to be seeing guys like Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook follow soon. And then there's going to be some guys who are a bit crazy town who decide, oh, let me pick Mr. Derrick Henry this early. Do not draft Derrick Henry in the first round of a 10-team league. Do not do that. Because at the end of the day, he may actually just hold out. He only got franchise tag. That's something he could do. He could hold out. Or I just don't really trust him, if I'm being honest with you guys. I just do not. I saw how good he was last year. I uh, believed in the talent last year. I didn't believe in the talent at the beginning of the year. And then during the season, I said, you know what? I will take my hatred from the guy, put that aside, and actually just make sure that people are playing him in their fantasy football lineup. And I told people to start him like every single week. And he paid off. He was a great talent. But to me, he is not worthy of a first round pick. I do not think that the Tennessee Titans are going to be buzzing how they were last year. And Derrick Henry just does not catch enough balls for me to warrant picking him in the first round of a PPR draft like this is. So after Ezekiel Elliott came off the board, then Michael Thomas did, followed by Dalvin Cook. So a solid mock thus far, followed by Chris Godwin. So that is actually a very atypical pick there. Chris Godwin going at the 106. Typically, you're going to be seeing a guy like Michael Thomas at the wide receiver position go ahead of him or a guy like Devontae Adams. So I don't actually hate that pick there from uh, I, I do hate the pick of Chris Godwin. I'd prefer to go with a guy like Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams there. Alvin Kamara, very good pick there. Alvin Kamara is a very safe pick now. Tyreek Hill comes at the 108, and then there's the 109, and then is my pick. So looking here, I'm looking to try to string two running backs that I love here. Back-to-back, -back, Michael Jordan, 96-97. So we're going to have to hope that this guy goes wide receiver here or quarterback or something different so that we can snag that running back, and that is exactly what he does. He goes with DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to go ahead and select Nick Chubb here at the 110. To me, that is a lockdown. Down pick. I think that Stefanski's new offense is going to be bringing a lot of great runs to the playbook for the Cleveland Browns. He runs the ball so often, it's crazy. And then we're going to go with Joe Mixon, my second favorite running back on the board thus far. There are guys that I still like Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette. Derrick Henry, I would pick uh, a little bit further down there, but I think that Joe Mixon is the pick there with Joe Burrow 100%. To me, it is a 100% lock that he is going to be playing as the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback in 2020. I am very sure of that. I would be very surprised if anything happened. So Joe Mixon is getting a revamped line. His offensive line last season, they actually drafted a tackle very highly in the draft, and he ended up getting hurt before the season, which really hindered Joe Mixon's production. So I actually think that this year, towards the back end of last year, he was playing very, very good, and I think that that's what we're going to be seeing all season long from a guy like Joe Mixon. So after Aaron Jones came out the board, Derek Henry came out the board, followed by Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler. Now you might be wondering, Nick, why did you go two running backs at the beginning? Now, when you're at the swing, a lot of people prefer to do, when you're at the back swing, people like to go double wide receiver. And I don't hate that strategy at all, but four wide receivers already went before me. So I wasn't going to go with a guy like, like Evans and then DJ Moore there. To me, that is just something I don't want to do. So I just went ahead and snagged two great running backs in a row that to me are going to put up big production week in 
and week out. I think that these guys are going to be dominant all season long. So that's why I would go with Nick Chubb there and Joe Mixon. I think that that is a great tandem. So after Devontae Adams came off the board at the 204, Austin Eckler came off the board at the 25, and then Julio Jones. So Julio Jones is actually a guy that I do really like in redraft type of leagues because he's still, he may be old, but he's still going to go out there and ball out of control for another year. The touchdowns are so-so with him. The touchdowns, it's it's going to come randomly when he scores, but if he can find, even if he doesn't find the end zone, I think he's a guy that is very safe week in and week out, and is a guy that I look to rely on in all of my fantasy football drafts. So, after uh, Josh, or after uh, Julio Jones came off the board, followed by Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So, Juju in the second round, to me, is far too early. I will name a bunch of guys that I like over him. I like Evans over him. I like DJ Moore over him. I like Galladay over him. I like Sutton over him. I do not trust Juju Smith-Schuster. Personally, I just would not pick him there. Now, that is nothing against the guy who picked Juju Smith-Schuster. I just don't believe in him. I would pick Mike Evans above him, just like the couch did. And then it is now into the third round. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, we're five minutes in. Make sure to please click that subscribe button down below. I didn't plug it at the beginning, but it is really going to be help you guys win your fantasy football championship later in the all season once we get closer to the NFL start. And then Travis Kelsey comes off the board. So first tight end off the board is Travis Kelsey. Typically, you're actually going to be seeing Kittle go in front of him. Personally, I believe that Kelsey is the pick there over Kittle. In the third round is where they're likely going to be going in a 10-team league. If you're in a 12-team league and you're playing with some guys that are not as... They're not as in tune with fantasy as you are. They're actually going to be picking a guy like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle potentially in the first or second round. Same thing goes with the next pick at the 302. Patrick Mahomes comes off the board. And to me, that is a pick I'm not going to be making. I'm going to be waiting until the fourth round to make a pick like that. But I understand it. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He won the fucking Super Bowl. He's a god. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and pick him. I wouldn't hate it. But actually, I do hate it in the third round, especially once you go Saquon, Juju, Pat Mahomes, because I now your value is fucked because you picked Juju. And then you get screwed by picking Pat Mahomes. So I don't like it. In a 10-team league, though, I could understand doing it. Because when you're in, like, a 12- to 14-team league, you're starting quarterback. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, when you're in a 10-team league, actually, the quarterback matters least, is what I was trying to say. It matters far less. So I would just go ahead and not attack a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't draft the quarterback early in an 8-team league, a 10-team league, a 12-team league, a 14-team league. So don't be doing that. Just stay away from Patrick Mahomes in the third round. In the fourth round, go ahead, tickle your fancy and do it. But likely in a lot of leagues, you guys are going to be in with your friends and family. There's going to be guys that attack Pat Mahomes in the first round. He may be the first pick in your draft because people are crazy. So don't be doing that. So at the 3-3, George Kittle comes off the board, followed by Amari Cooper. I don't like Amari Cooper. The value in the third round is there, though. I would not hate picking him there. Now, as we look on here, Melvin Gordon, God, that's that's way too early. Yeah, it's way too early. I mean, I like I don't like Melvin Gordon, if I'm being honest with you. Me, I don't think he's going to finish very high. He was the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th running back off the board. I'm not doing that. So right now, where we're picking right here, we're looking for a wide receiver, unless Leonard Fournette falls our way. If Leonard Fournette is here when it is our turn to pick, another guy I actually want to pin down is Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is a guy that I have a lot. And Was he already picked? Maybe I'm fucking blind. Yeah, he, he has already been picked, so my bad. After Melvin Gordon came in, Lamar Jackson. Typically, when you see a guy like Pat or Lamar come off the board, the other one is going to follow suit typically within that 10 picks, 5 picks or so of each other because once someone sees that quarterback go, people are going to fucking panic. They're going to throw shit out at the door. They're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to get sniped, this, that, and the other thing, and then they just panic. So don't be panicking here. So right here at our pick coming up in one, two, three selections, we're going to try to attack the wide receiver position. A guy like DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, 
Cortland Sutton. If I can get two or just one, because if I want to go one, I could attack the running back position, but Leonard Fournette already came off the board, so I'm typically going to be attacking the wide receiver position here, and then go ahead and snag um, some later round running backs, unless, unless, unless yeah, probably 100% was going to happen, so... Uh, DJ Moore came off the board. He was probably my best pick here. What I'm looking at right now, DJ Moore is very, very good. I really think that he is going to be a top potential top six wide receiver in fantasy football in 2020. While, while, while Teddy Bridgewater is not the greatest quarterback, I still believe that Teddy Bridgewater can get it done and throw him the ball. So right here, I think we're going to go with Kenny Gal O'Day here. And then we are probably going to pick someone else on the swing. So we're going to go with Kenny Galladay here, and I will explain both of these picks here. And then we're going to look at the running backs real quick. Ooh, am I allowed to pick Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round? Because I don't think he's going to fall to the fourth round in a lot of these drafts. Ooh, fuck. Yeah, no, I, I just won't do it. I think I'm going to go wide receiver here. And we're going to get a tandem of wide receivers that I love for this draft. And that's just Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, the reason why I like him, if Stafford can stay healthy, he's good. If Stafford gets hurt, He's still good, so it doesn't fucking matter. Cortland Sutton, the reason why I like Cortland Sutton is because I think that this this Denver team is going to be much better in 2020. I think that they bring in a wide receiver opposite to Cortland Sutton so that he's not necessarily the only guy that you need to cover on the team. Because last year, let me tell you, the Denver, Bron the Denver Broncos did not have anyone in that wide receiver core. It seemed like it was dead. They really didn't have any help out there. So I love the addition of a wide receiver that they will likely draft in the NFL draft. Who will that be? Will it be Mims? Will it be someone earlier like a Jerry Judy, like a C.D. Lamb? I have no idea, but that is potentially what is going to happen. So after Cortland Sun came off the board by us, Cooper Cup came off the board, followed by Marlon Mack, Allen Robinson, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Stefan Diggs. So Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be a... A very high pick, I think. If I'm being honest with you, right now, we don't know where he is going to go, what team he's going to go, but he is my 101 at the rookie running back position. He is the best running back by far to me. If you want to learn about Jonathan Taylor, you can go on my channel and check out a video I made about Jonathan Taylor uh, with my friend Flex Shane. It is a very good video about Jonathan Taylor if you want to learn more about him. So Stefan Diggs came off the board, and now we are waiting on the 408. So when we come back on the swing, typically we're to try to attack the running back position here because we already got... Our roster so far, we've got Big Dick, Nick Chubb, we've got Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, and Cortland Sutton so far on the roster. And right now, I could, I don't know where else I can actually put my face cam to make it so that you can see the whole board. So I'm just going to have to, you know, scroll down a little bit so you can see it. But we that's the team we got. We got Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, and Cortland Sutton, a very solid roster to start off the draft. I'm actually going to move the camera here to the middle of the screen here. If you guys don't mind, that's where I'm going to leave the camera. For now, if you guys think that this is weird, I can go ahead and move it for the next video. But for now, I'll chill at the bottom middle of your screen. So after we went, or after Stefan Diggs came out the board, followed by A.J. Brown, Odell Beckham, Devin Singletary. Now, Odell Beckham's value has plummeted like no other, like Humpty fucking Dumpty. He was at the top. He was a top five ranked wide receiver last season. Most people in fantasy football believe that Odell Beckham would finish inside of the top five and had potential to be the number one wide receiver. And you saw what happened. He was a fucking bum. Okay? And that's nothing against the guy. 
He was not very good, okay? And I don't believe he will be very good this year either. I think that this Cleveland offense is going to be very run-heavy. That is my explanation for drafting Nick Chubb. That's why I don't like Odell. And I think that Odell is an idiot and will do something stupid. And he continues to bring all this drama up. This, that, and the other thing. Oh, pass me the ball, Baker. All that fucking bullshit. Oh, trade me, trade me, trade me. These things that he does, I do not enjoy. And I don't want to have a player on my team that I would not want to watch. And I fucking hate Odell Beckham. So after Odell Beckham, Devin Singletary came off the board, followed by DJ Chark and Le'Veon Bell. So Le'Veon Bell is going to be a very safe fifth round option at the running back position. Um, Le'Veon Bell was the kind of guy that everyone was attacking in the first round because they thought he'd be good. And sure, he got a shit ton of snaps last season. 300 touches and really didn't do much with it. If we look at his stats from last year, I think we may actually be able to see his stats here. He did not finish very high. He finished as the 21st Right, he finishes the. Ooh, he did not do very good last season. I mean, I don't know if we can find all the numbers. Yeah, here we are. 15 games, 215 PPR points, and 16 PPR points per game. That's very. That's not that good. So you're 16 at the running back position. That's not very good for a guy that's going to be getting 300 or 250 attempts and catching a bunch of balls. So I don't. I don't think that he is going to. I think the problem with Le'Veon Bell. Right now, he's going to be a fifth round pick. 100% pick him there. In the fourth round, I would probably pick him there as well. But he is going to legitimately just keep crawling up the fucking draft board, trying to get into the top three rounds, and then that's when you've been fooled, you've been belittled, you have been absolutely brainwashed into picking him. No way I pick him. No fucking way I pick Le'Veon Bell in the fifth round. Third, or not in the fifth round, in like the third round. I just couldn't because I don't believe he is that guy. There's a lot of guys in the third round that I'd prefer to him. But right now, it is getting closer to our pick after Le'Veon Bell came to Sean Watson and then James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, followed by DK Metcalf. So, Deshaun Watson, typically he's going to go behind these quarterbacks, but I don't think he should anymore. But he may because people love Deshaun Watson. Kyler, to me, is a guy that I'm drafting over Deshaun Watson. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, then Deshaun Watson. So there's... It's Pat Mahomes. To me, my rankings would be Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and then Deshaun Watson at six. I'm sorry to tell you that, but Deshaun Watson does not have as much value without one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That should be obvious to you, but to a lot of people, it is not. So carry on. Johnson came with the board after Kyler Murray. So now we are looking at one more pick until we have to pick. And the running back core is looking decimated, but my boy is still here. He's still here. David Montgomery, come and fall my way, baby. We got him, baby. David Mont-fucking-gumry. David Montgomery, to me, has the potential to be a top 10 running back. Last season, I said the same thing, and it did not pay off. He did not do that, but I think in 2020, he could be that guy. They're going to give him a lot of touches. Nick Foles takes over from Mitch Trubisky. 100% is what's going to happen, and then the offense looks much better. And we are back into the draft. My bad. My computer had a bit of a issue right there, but we are right back into the draft, and after I went with David Montgomery at the 5'10", I decided to go with DeAndre Swift at the 6-1. I decided to get four running backs that I believe, personally believe are going to potentially have the potential to be top 10 running backs. DeAndre Swift, given where he lands in the NFL draft, has that potential. So does David Montgomery. Even though most people don't like David Montgomery, I still think that he has that potential. And then we can go ahead and attack the wide receiver position later in the draft because the wide receiver position is very, very, very deep this season. I think that 
in the seventh and eighth round. There's going to be wide receivers that I love to have as my backup guys because I already got my flex filled. It's going to be either Swift or Montgomery, and then the quarterback and tight end we'll be able to find later in the draft. So we're going to go ahead and go with DeAndre Swift. Like I said, that was my pick there. So after I went with DeAndre Swift, Russell Wilson came out the board, followed by Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, Mark Ingram, Damian Williams, Debo Samuel, Calvin Ridley. So no picks there at are very out of the ordinary. Aside from Damian Williams, I think that is a bit of an early pick for a guy like Damian Williams. Personally, I would much rather have a guy like David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, Darius I don't even like Darius guys. I mean, Philip Lindsay, any of those guys over him. To me, I think that Damian Williams does have the potential to be a top running back in the NFL for fantasy football. But, 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 I am worried about that. They may go ahead and draft a running back later in the draft that is going to hurt Damian Williams' value. So, Mr. Couch goes with Ronald Jones there. That was an auto pick. I'm not sure if he's going to go ahead and change it. But, with that being said, he changed it to a 30-second clock. So, it is going to be going much faster than normal so here we are probably going to be looking to go with two wide receivers in a row Gallup is a wide receiver I really like same with Woods McLaurin um Devontae Parker Christian Kirk um ooh, yeah yeah that's pretty much all I like and then CeeDee Lamb and Judy as well I think have potential now the thing with rookies this season is with this corona shit it's going to be a bit worrisome. I think the running backs and the wide receiver. I think every position is going to be taking a hit because of that. I think that if it was not, de if we were not dealing with this coronavirus stuff, it'd be fine because now we're dealing with probably no OTAs, probably reduced camp, rookie camp, all these things that really help these guys learn the playbook and make them play better because they have a better understanding of the game. They got better order, uh, understanding of the system. They've got a better understanding of the quarterback who's going to be throwing them the ball. So I'd much rather go with one of those other guys like Michael Gallup, Robert Woods, if that is uh, even possible. So after uh, the catch one with Ronald Jones, Josh Allen came out the board, followed by Mark Andrews, David Johnson, and Zach Ertz. So David Johnson is going to be a guy that is going to be falling really late in drafts. And I think that that is quite a steal in the seventh round because David Johnson has a lot of value. The Houston Texans traded for him for one reason, and, and the reason was stupid. I don't know why they did it, but they're going to give him the ball a million fucking times. You better understand that. You better believe that in your head. They're going to run the rock a ridiculous amount of times as David Johnson can stay healthy. That is an amazing pick in the seventh round. So right now we are likely looking at two wide receivers here or a wide receiver and a quarterback given my boy Dak Prescott is there for me. If Dak falls to me, that's my pick there. If not, I'm just going to wait as long as possible. Same thing goes with the tight end position. I typically really like to wait on those positions. But to me, Dak is a top five quarterback. So if he ends up falling to me, that is the locked and loaded pick there for me. So right now, it's still available at the wide receiver positions. We got guys like Robert Woods, McLaurin, Christian Kirk, guys that I already named off. So after Michael Gallup came out the board, Evan Ingram followed by Raheem Mostert and Tyler Lockett. Now, Raheem Mostert. I don't know, man. I don't think I would draft any of those 49ers backs. And I know some people will believe in Raheem Mostert, but I certainly do not. So at the wide receiver position right now, my favorite wide receiver still available is Robert Woods. I saw that bounce back late last season. I also like Terry McLaurin, and I think I'm going to go Terry McLaurin here. They're very close to me in my rankings probably near back-to-back. -back. I love McLaurin. I also love Woods, but here we're going to go with Dak Prescott. To me, this ends a tier to where we're not going to be searching super late to find one of these guys. I think we have a locked and loaded quarterback one here, a potential top four guy in Dak Prescott, a quarterback who finished as number two in fantasy in 2020. So 
Right now, our current roster, we got Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, David, Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, and Terry McLaurin. So this is a very, very good lineup so far. I would be very confident going with this roster going into the season. Now, you have to understand that this is a 10-team league, so you're not going to be... Your team should be stacked in a 10-team league or in an 8-team league, but some of these teams are not going to end up being stacked. They're going to end up being not so hot. So this is a 14-round draft. So we got three more bench positions to comprise a tight end and a kicker and a defense. So right here, we are probably going to be looking back again when we're back, probably at another running back and then just hammer the wide receivers unless a guy like Kirk or Devontae Parker fall to me. Or maybe even there are some of the rookies that I like as well. Same with John Brown, I really think, has potential now on uh, a lot of these podcasts or a lot of these videos I'm on with uh, Tyler Moss. He really has talked me into a guy like John Brown. John Brown is a guy that I really believe in now. I think that he is going to have a tremendous year, even with Stefan Diggs there in Buffalo. I think that... Stephon Diggs even helps John Brown. John Brown was already a god-tier wide receiver last year, and with Stephon Diggs coming in, it means that he will not get the best corner on him, which will be more ideal for him. And you saw last year Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs, not Stephon Diggs, and um, what was his name? Oh, jeez, I'm a dummy. And John Brown both had a lot of value. So after we went with Dak Prescott, J.K. Dobbins came off the board, followed by Aaron Rodgers, Jarvis Landry, Robert Woods, Carson Wentz, Will Fuller, um, Devontae Parker, Philip Lindsay. And that is it. So right now we are looking, we are in the 14th round, or we are in the 8th round. There's 14 rounds left in the mock right now. Uh, let's see. Right now, I think that this draft has gone pretty well for us. Pretty fucking well. But I'm going to see how many quarterbacks have went thus far. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, here. 1, 2, 3, 4. Five, six, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks have came off the board thus far. Not too shabby, if I'm being honest with you. Not too shabby. So out of 10, 10 there's 10 teams, so only one team doesn't have a quarterback. Now, typically that team is going to be me, but I just saw such immense value there in the eighth round on a guy like Dak Prescott. But you guys have to understand that in a lot of your leagues at home, people are hungry for that quarterback. People are going to sniff, sniff a guy like Dak in the fourth round and just hammer it in, hammer the pick in, lock it in, throw the key away. That's just what people do because they believe in the quarterback talent that much. I personally would not do it, but people are going to do that. So you just go ahead and wait, and if we were to have waited later in the draft to pick a quarterback, I'm going to tell you which quarterbacks I would look for, but we don't pick two quarterbacks in a 10-team league or an 8-team league or a 12-team league. And maybe in a 12-team league, but in a 14-team league, you have to. But in a 10-team league, not... So, so, but guys, I'd be looking at late uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Sam, uh, not Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis once he finds a team, Joe Burrow as well, Drew Locke. All those guys, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is an amazing pick, and no one will pick Tom Brady until, well, obviously, once the draft season starts, someone's going to go hog wild and throw Brady in there. Oh, Brady's a top five quarterback. That's what the analyst sounds like who says this. Brady's a top five quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think so, but. Brady is going to be worthy of that pick. So right now, a lot of wide receivers are coming off the board. So we're probably going to be looking at running bike right here. Kareem Hunt, juicy pick if he falls to me. Even though we already have Nick Chubb, I still think that Kareem Hunt will prove, provide value as a very safe flex option week in and week out. A guy that's going to be returning 10 to 12 PPR points per week. Very, very safe. So something I would really look for. Noah Fant comes off the board, and that is a very... Nah, not not too um, surprising of a pick because Noah Fant is screaming, 
screaming up the fucking draft board. He is going to be rising at a rapid rate like your dick in the morning. That is what is going to be happening to no offense. So let's look here. We're going to try to get actually Darrell Henderson here. If he falls to us, Darrell Henderson has immense value to me. I think that Darrell Henderson has the potential to be a top end, um, top end running back. Just that value in LA with Garley being gone. I love Darrell Henderson here. And then we're going to go ahead and attack the wide receiver position here and get a guy like Christian Kirk, who I believe has the potential to be a solid wide receiver two for your team or a solid flex option. Because I know, oh, DeAndre Hopkins came there. Oh, now I don't like him. It's fine. DeAndre, he was never the true alpha wide receiver on the team. DeAndre Hopkins being there may end up helping him. Personally, I just believe that, but what I also believe is with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, this coronavirus shit's kind of going to fuck up their flow at getting that chemistry, so Christian Kirk is still going to be getting targeted. This is a high-flying offense. Christian Kirk could have potential to get over 1,000 yards this season and, like, eight touchdowns, and I honestly would not be surprised at all. So Christian Kirk, to me, in the 10th round is amazing value for a guy that a lot of people are going to be very off of. So after we selected Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders came off the board way too early. Way too early for Emmanuel Sanders. Now on the New Orleans Saints, I would not think about touching him, if I'm being honest with you, in the 10th round. I may be persuaded later to think about something like that, but for right now, no. No, 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 no. I think it's the Michael Thomas show there still. So Kareem Hunt and then Brandon Cooks, terrible pick. Brandon Cooks is a terrible pick. I don't know if this guy watches my videos. I'm in a fantasy couch mock draft, so I don't know. But don't be picking Brandon Cooks, bud. Okay, let me tell you, because Brandon Cooks is a walking injury tent. He gets hurt. Every fucking year, he breaks his leg. His fucking back is broken. I don't know how many injuries he's had, but it seems like a million. He gets hurt every year. I don't believe in it. I think he's going to get traded to a different team. And if he goes to a different team, we'll see where he lands. And then in the 11th round, I may still pick him. I just may. But don't expect him to play 16 games. Don't even expect him to play 10. That's all I'm trying to say. Same thing with Will Fuller. So after Brandon Cooks, Cam Akers came out the board. People's running back three. Cam Akers, sexy, beautiful. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going him, CEH, before Cam Akers. I don't know what that guy's smoking. That's a bit crazy, but he's got both. Mike Gasicki, don't go two tight ends. Uh, Terry Cohen, Darius Geis, Darius Guisi, and Mike Williams. So don't be picking Darius Geis. That man is injury-prone as it gets. So we have two more spots left here. we got to get a tight end here coming up. And we're going to be looking at guys like, let's see here. We're going to be probably going a guy like Dallas Goder, OJ Howard, um... Tyler Higby. Those are my three. Let's see how many teams have a tight end. So this is something that you're going to need to be doing in your draft. Now, this is more of an example for early round because we're very late in the draft. So most likely everyone already has a tight end. And if they don't, that th this is beside the point. So what, what you want to be doing is when you're going to pick, say you're at the beginning of the draft and someone picks two, they have three wide receivers right here. So say this team next to me has three wide receivers and I need a running back. I have to pick the running back because of the fact that he's going to come back and try to snag that. Well, we'll do it different because it makes more sense if you're in my spot. So say I drafted three wide receivers then here, and this guy needs a running back. He needs to make sure he drafts the running back first here that he wants because it will not come back to him. That is just a bit, uh, I, it was terribly explained, but that's something I will continue to hammer upon all offseason long, something I will be telling you guys all summer, all offseason. So make sure you guys do click that subscribe button. So after AJ Green came off the board, Jamal Williams, James White, Tony Pollard, and Drew Brees. So like I said, we're going to be looking for our tight end here in a guy like Godert, Higby, uh, OJ Howard. And then we're going to swing our final pick before we do kicker and defense on a guy like maybe 
Let's see who's still available. Are all the good rookies gone? Now, on Sleeper, we got to scroll all the way down here. I might take a shot on uh, Jefferson. I might take a shot on Justin Jefferson. Because I think Justin Jefferson, if he lands on the Eagles, <sighs> could be smoking hot for... <laughs> that was stupid, but could be smoking hot for the Eagles. Because Justin Jefferson is a target monster. A target monster. I love that value. If we can't get him... We'll go a guy like uh, Mr. Meekle Hard. No, not Meekle Hardman. Maybe Robbie Anderson. I love Marvin Jones's safety. Very safe. I think Preston Williams is a good pick. Same thing goes with a guy like Jameson Crowder. But we're going to hope and pray to the fantasy football lords. We got him. We're going to go Justin Jefferson. And then out of these tight ends, I'm riding high on O.J. Howard. I personally believe that O.J. Howard with Tom Brady, with Tom Brady now, he was great with Jameis a couple years ago. Now, Jameis is gone. Tom Brady loves to throw the ball to the tight end. People last year were riding these garbage tight ends. Garbage tight ends that were on the on the Patriots and were telling you, oh, he could be a, you know, a great start this week. No, 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 no. But because they were bad. O.J. Howard is good. That's simple. O.J. Howard could be a top five tight end to fantasy football if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. So after, let's recap real quick. So after Jamal Williams came off the board, it was James White, Tony Pollard, Drew Brees, Rashad Penny, Zach Moss, Henry Ruggs, Tevin Coleman, Jalen Rieger, uh, Justin Jefferson from me, OJ Howard from me, and then Jordan Howard, Tyler Higby, Latavius Murray. And now we're going to be looking kicker and defense later in the draft. Kicker and defense don't matter. Technically, if you don't have to draft a kicker and defense, do not draft them. Do not draft them. I will see if these guys are drafting kicker and defense. And if they aren't, we're not going to be drafting one. We're just going to hammer more running backs later. That's what I would do. But with that said, the way you're going to want to draft the defense, if you have to draft the defense, is go on Google. Once the schedule comes out, May 9th, I believe, you go type in NFL schedule week one. You find a defense playing a shitty offense or an offense that you believe will turn the ball over. If Jameis gets a job in L.A., take that team because Jameis probably going to throw fucking four picks and still end up throwing for 400 yards and six touchdowns or something crazy. But those picks, the fumbles, all that shit adds up. You add that defense, hammer them in. And week two, if they're playing a harder opponent, you cut them, you find a new one off the waiver wire. Kicker, I'm going to make a video later in the offseason which kickers I like. You just draft a kicker. It's that easy. I mean, kickers is pretty clear. It should be pretty clear for you which fucking kickers you like. And kickers don't really matter. Try to persuade your league owner to get rid of kickers. Personally, I'm going to try to be doing that in the offseason in all of my leagues. We shall see right now if guys are looking to snag some backup running backs or wide receivers. We'll see what's going to be happening here, and then we're going to be, if they draft defense or kicker or a bunch of running backs. So we actually went with more wide receivers than running backs, I think, which is something we typically don't do. So we had Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, one, two, three, David Montgomery, uh, Swift, that's four, Henderson, that's five, and we have one, two, three, four, five wide receivers. So a very balanced approach, a five running back, five wide receiver, which is something that I actually would not advise. I'd advise going six, four running back wide receiver, but with that said, there's typically more rounds than this one, two, three, four. No, actually, no, it's pretty typical for a 10 team league, five bench spots. So that's something that I would probably try to do six, um, six running backs, four wide receivers. That's just what I normally prefer, but five like this is fine. So it seems like everyone's not going to be drafting a kicker or defense, which is perfectly fine for me to start snagging some guys that I believe have value late in drafts. Now, if we scroll down here, a guy like Justin Jackson, I like. A guy like Chase Edmonds I like. A guy like Duke Johnson. I I don't really like him anymore. I don't really like him. 
Alexander Madison I like. Um, these are all guys that I think if the starting running back goes down, provides value instantly. Provides value instantly. Now, people are drafting defenses, so I'm not sure if I should draft a defense or not. We will just establish this, but I'll find a bunch of running backs that I like. I just named them all. I mean, you're just trying to get as much value as you can late in the draft, trying to find a running back that could be a league winner, a golden ticket late in drafts, and that's what I try to do. So here we're probably going to go, unless Mike, because he's making the video with the fantasy couch, if that if he goes uh, defense here, we're going to go defense or kicker. If he, do, if he does that, okay, yeah, so we're going to go kicker and defense. Typically, I fill out my whole roster. I don't really mess around with waiting and then adding a running back or a defense and a kicker, but it is a very viable strategy. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go kicker here, and we're gonna snag the best kicker available, and we're just gonna go with Willie Will Lutz here. Love Will Lutz, and then for defense, we're just gonna go ahead and snag the what's a what's a good defense here? I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, the Chargers. Chargers have great defense now with a bunch of additions they made. But like I said, when you're drafting in like August, you have a better idea of what the NFL schedule is for these teams and all that. So it's going to be a bunch of kickers and defenses. So we could pretty much just recap our team, wait for the draft to end, and then end it there. So our roster is comprised of our starting quarterback is Dak Prescott. Our two running backs are Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. Our two wideouts are Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. Our tight end is O.J. Howard. Our wide receiver running back slash tight end, a.k.a. the flex, is Dave Montgomery, kicker, defense, don't matter. We got DeAndre Swift, Terry McLaurin, Darrell Henderson, Christian Kirk, and Justin Jefferson. So if you guys didn't end up enjoying this video, make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to have a blessed rest of your day, and I will check you guys tomorrow with yet another video. Goodbye.